into episode 37 of Run Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. Good day. Thank you for joining me today. And uh, another very interesting uh, edition of Run Talk SA this week. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you can remember back to the 4th of Feb. Uh, we had a chat with Mark Dowdswell, a statistician from the University of the Witwatersrand, who uncovered some very interesting uh, discrepancies in the Comrades' timing data uh, for Comrades 2013. And he went back a few years and uh, did a little bit of digging and came across some very interesting stats of people who missed timing mats and ran unbelievable uh, splits uh, between the timing mats that they missed. And I caught up this week with uh, Selo McQuena, the chairman of uh, KwaZulu-Natal Athletics, who are in charge of the disciplinary uh, action that needs to be taken, or the process that needs to be followed, rather, uh, for these uh, allegations that have been made. And it was a very interesting chat, because uh, according to Selo, as you'll hear, that uh, the process needs to be followed, and as far as KZN and Athletics go, they uh, have not been made aware of this which uh, I'm amazed by because there's newspaper reports all over the show, and I'm looking at one right now uh, from The New Age, and this goes back or dates back to the 12th of February. I'll put the link to this in our uh, show notes as well. And, uh, yeah, it's an article. One of the KZN technical delegates, Anant Nika, quoted in The New Age saying, uh, the investigations are at a point where potentially 31 runners from the 2012-2013 race will be called to disciplinary hearings over the next few weeks. We are now into week six, and KZN Athletics, according to their president, know nothing about it. So uh, make up your own mind. Uh, he's asked us to send uh, the info once again. We've sent it before. We'll send it again, and let's see what happens. Also, Coming up on this week's show, uh, I touch base with uh, Comrades coach Lindsay Parry. We've got some very exciting news coming up, Lindsay and myself. Uh, we're getting to crunch time with Comrades. March and April are the two big uh, big months in the build-up to Comrades. And uh, yeah, we'll be answering a listener question on this week's show. And uh, I'll chat to Lindsay or I'll announce, uh, rather won't be chatting to Lindsay about it, but I'll tell you uh, about a pretty cool initiative that we're launching next week, myself and Lindsay Perry, and we want you to be a part of it. So that's coming up on this week's show. Uh, if you want to be in touch, I'd love your feedback on this interview uh, with the president of KZNA. You can pop us uh, your email, podcast at runtalksa.co.za. You can also tweet us at RuntalkSA or pop us a message on Facebook. So let's get straight into this week's show and we kick things off with Selo McQuena. Joining us uh, on the show this week is the chairman of the KwaZulu-Natal Athletics Executive Board, uh, Selo McQuena. Selo, welcome on to the show. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us today. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's an it's a, a pleasure to be on, uh, on your radio and thank you very much for the opportunity, Brad. Selo, I just wanted to touch base with you. Uh, we obviously uncovered a story at the beginning of February. It was the, the 4th of February we actually ran the story about uh, a couple of discrepancies. Comrades, runners who had missed timing mats and, uh, and it was all pointing in, in one direction that the guys had, had cheated. Obviously, uh, there's a disciplinary process and, and, and that that needs to be followed. We just wanted to follow up and, and find out what the latest is. It is in practically six weeks after we first chatted uh, about that story here on the show. Can, can you give us an update as to what the progress is on on that matter? Thank you, Brett. I think I just want, for the benefit of uh, the listeners out there and other runners, just want to put things straight regarding this matter in terms of procedure. And I'll start with what uh, the listeners already know well, that about two years ago, a runner 
uh, allegedly tested positive for a banned substance, and this was a very high-profile runner who won the event and uh, was exonerated a couple of months later. The exoneration had nothing to do with the scientific part of it, whether a substance was found or not. It had a lot to do with procedure uh, towards uh, disciplining that particular individual. Uh, it's very important to respect one's uh, own procedures and rules before uh, you expect others to, to respect them. The reason I'm starting with this is that I want to talk about the process and procedure of disciplinary hearing when discrepancies are found and how it's done, uh, because there seems to be confusion regarding that. Specifically with regards to these alleged cheats at uh, the Comrade Marathon uh, on, on the 2012 as well as 2013, um, there are a number of factors as to where they emanate. Our process is like this. It's very simple. On the day of the rape itself, the event, Comrade Marathon, has or employs and appoints technical officials. Now, not all these technical officials come from KwaZulu-Natal, uh, athletics, because it's a big event, we won't have enough. Some come from other provinces, but the event itself appoints technical officials. They do their duty, and their duty is to uh, actually ensure that they're smooth running and as well as pick up any discrepancies. Uh, and once they pick up discrepancies, whether a runner jump a net or whatever discrepancies they can pick up, they then give a report, write a report to the chief referee of the day. So the event on the day as, as well will appoint the chief referee. The chief referee comes from KwaZulu-Natal Athletics, and there's a very important reason that it, it is like that. Now, the chief referee, a couple of days later, has to produce a report. And that report must contain all allegations and discrepancies he may have received, him or she may have received from technical officials, these technical officials on the day. And technical officials are well marked. Runners know this. They can see them the way their apparel and, 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 and it's also uh, instruction on that apparel that they are officials on the day. A runner may also report another runner, um, whether it's alleged cheating or discrepancy, but the report goes straight to the technical official of the day. It will be captured and passed on to the chief referee. KwaZulu-Natal Athletics only act on the, um, uh, on the uh, direction of the chief referee's report, because the chief referee comes from KwaZulu-Natal Athletics. It, we will pick up all those discrepancies and then pass them to the technical of, uh, of KwaZulu-Natal Athletics. We'll then decide who needs to be charged or who they think that the allegations are strong enough to stand a disciplinary uh, hearing, pass that on to the disciplinary committee and the process takes over from there. In this case, we have a few discrepancies. There are media reports that uh, some professors were sitting elsewhere, uh, decided to do a study and analysis and, 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 and found that discrepancies and then went to the Comrade Marathon Association instead of to the technical officials of the day and reported this. And then it became a public, uh, public media and public issue. We cannot, we cannot discipline based on what we do not have in writing from our own officials. We cannot do that. Um, the, the other people who may not have been at the event, like, uh, especially, professors, 
statisticians may also pick up whatever they pick up, but that must be reported to the technical official on that day, of that day. does not matter how many years back they go. They can go two years back, 100 years back. We have to find at least the technical official's report of that particular year, that particular event, to find if it correlates. If it doesn't correlate, add an, an addendum to it, because there's new information, and then take it to the chief referee, who will edit and edit as an addendum, and the process takes from there. All right, Selo, th- this is the, the problem we're sitting with: is this professor who, who, who uh, or the statistician that that found this information, has sent numerous emails to to KZN Athletics, to comrades, dating back a number of years. I've, I'm in, in in possession of these emails, so if you'd like them, I'm sure you've got them because you were cc'd on those emails too, uh, and nothing has been done. We, we, the reason he's gone to the media is for that exact fact. He's spoken to, to comrades. They've directed him to Kaysen Athletics. Kaysen Athletics has done absolutely nothing about it. There's a number of cases, and, and we, we brought this up on the 4th of Feb. We've spoken to a couple of people since then. We were told that six weeks from, from when we spoke to them, which is now six weeks, the disciplinary action, and, and we've got the, the recordings, you can listen to those recordings, that the disciplinary hearings will have concluded. There's still no action. Have, have the runners in question from these reports been informed that they are facing disciplinary action? Brad, I'll go back again, because um, um, one cannot fly, uh, flout their own process. And I think you picked it up well as to where this professor uh, or who they spoke to and who they reported this to. Um, as I indicated earlier on, the professor had every right, whether they were on the race or not on the race, because they are doing a study. That's what professors do. Well, Selo, uh, Selo, can, 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 I, can I jump in there? The, the guy who's yes. done this is a comrades runner. He's run seven comrades. It's not that he's out to get comrades. He loves comrades. So there's no ulterior motives there. He's just fascinated by statistics. And he went back and did a study on negative splits. So there were no ulterior motives and came up against some really weird stats and he went back and looked into particular runners histories and found some really strange anomalies that point to the fact that this particular runner has missed timing mats and ran splits that are virtually impossible unless he was running world marathon uh, pace which is highly unlikely so it, there's no other reason than this guy was just interested in the stats and came across these and has passed on that information to the various authorities he first went to comrades and they rightly said it is not their jurisdiction it is kwazulu natal athletics he's then approached kwazulu natal athletics and this has been dragging on cello for years he approached KZN Athletics and nothing has been done about it. Brad, I think you're absolutely correct. You've answered yourself there. Um, the, the good professor, and I, I actually also agree, he has absolutely no ulterior motive. We don't know him. He doesn't know us. He does not have a reason to have ulterior motives. It's what professors do. Um, and I worked at an academic institution. That's what we did for our living. What, however... The process is when this is picked up, and as you rightly say, he approached the CMA. The CMA has absolutely nothing to do with it. The people who have something to do or anything to do are technical officials on that particular day. And those are appointed indeed by the Comrade Marathon Association. They need or we need what was supposed to have been done. The professor approaches these technical officials, gets the 
reports at least, if you can't find some of them, because not all of them were from KwaZulu-Natal, look into the report as to whether it correlates with his findings. That's where the start is. It may or it may not. And if it does not, then there's an agreement at that level that an addendum needs to be added because technical officials may have missed this. And we need this new information. The reason we need it is to prevent it happening in the future, if it ever happens. Um, we don't know. The disciplinary hearing should. If we as KwaZulu-Natal Athletics right now, and I'm telling you now, I've had sight of the chief referee's report for 2012. This particular matter is not here. If uh, uh, KwaZulu-Natal Athletics now institute a disciplinary hearing against this alleged runner or these uh, uh, runners, it will actually be unprocedural because the first thing we've got to produce when we go into the disciplinary hearing is a technical official. The first thing is going to be asked is where's the technical official's report and where's the chief referee's report. Let's see if it's contained in there because that is the process. And I've had sight of the chief referee's report for 2012. This particular matter is not contained in there at all. And that is where the trouble starts. Who spoke to you and who went to the media and who spoke on behalf of KwaZulu-Natal? That's unfortunate. I'm the, I'm the chairperson and the buck stops me. I'm the official spokesperson of the organization. Well, well Selo, let's, let's then get the issues on the table. I've got uh, a copy of, of the statistician's report, which I know you've, you've been sent and I know KZN Athletics have been sent. So, so let's get this thing into that report and let's get these guys in front of a disciplinary committee. Cause there's, there's, I cannot agree with you more. Well, what do we need I, to I do can... to do it then? You see, I can't, I'm, the, I'm the chairperson of this. I, I, uh, uh, if, the, if the people are found guilty at some point later on and they, 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 there are um, uh, appeals and so forth, it's going to come to me. So I can't do this thing. You can't, how, how do I put it? I cannot be involved at this stage in this particular matter, except talk broadly about it. That is why I avoided talking about names and, and, and people and all that. It's not part of me at this stage. That what is required, and as, as late as yesterday, before even receiving your call, I went back to the technical committee of KwaZulu-Natal and said, have you received anything with regards to this? Absolutely nothing. We have still are waiting. The only thing we have is the chief referee's report for 2012. It does not contain this particular matter. Silla, I, I, beg, I beg to differ there. I, I've seen emails that have been sent to KZN Athletics. Who well, I can send you the emails. Celo, I, I can. It shouldn't be up to uh, the guy who's done the study to go and track down who the chief race referee is. Kuzurunatal Athletics has received numerous complaints, and it was literally two weeks after Comrades 2012, uh, 2013, that that he first came across this and sent information. I'll send you all the emails. We've got all the emails. So someone at KZN Athletics is not following through with this thing. My concern is here, Selo, is we're sitting with a situation where we less than three months away from Comrades 2014. This issue ba- dates back. The last time it happened was Comrades 2013. We're nearly at the next race, and it still hasn't been sorted out. There's, there's people sitting with medals that shouldn't have medals if they've cheated. There's people sitting with double green numbers who shouldn't be sitting with double green numbers if they've Brad, cheated. It's, Brad, it's simple, and I will put this to your listeners. We are not going to discipline anybody or put anybody to discipline unprocedurally. That we are not going to do. Okay, well, we so are going to follow our... Let's we are going this. to respect and follow our own processes 
and, 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 and take people to discipline. That's and I share your sentiments and frustration about the alleged whatever. That, that's the person is always innocent until proven guilty. No, absolutely. Selo, absolutely. Let's do this now. We, we've got it on record. We know what the procedure is. We've got the information. Who can we send that information to so that this thing gets, gets sorted out? And it needs to get sorted out speedily. Okay, I'll give you. Do, do you have an? Um, can I give you my email address? Sir, absolutely. What I'll do is I'll get it. I'll get it from you off, so it's not in the broadcast, and then we'll send you that stuff so that you've got it. And and time frame. What are we looking at time frame wise? Once you've received this information, what what sort of time frame are we looking at so that KZN Athletics has reviewed the information? If they decide that there's there's enough evidence here to 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 put together a disciplinary hearing, how long till those disciplinary hearings are concluded? That, unfortunately, I cannot say. I cannot. The process has to take its own course. Process of discipline take their own course. The discipline to discipline an alleged runner with a substance in his, uh, uh, who had won, took almost two years. So uh, it will be difficult to say it will take a week or it will take uh, a year. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I cannot put my head on the block on that. But we will follow our own processes and discipline will be done if, where it's warranted. And you have to accept that. Um, the, the adjudicators for discipline might sit and say there's no substance to this. Yeah, Celo, I mean, I've seen the evidence. I'm sure you have too. If, if you look at the evidence, and, and runners have seen the evidence, because the evidence is in the public domain. It's available on the Comrades website. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that a guy who runs an 11-hour Comrades cannot run 27 kilometers at world marathon pace. It's impossible. Brad, um, and for the benefit of your listeners, um, again, we don't work like that. Um, we don't we don't put disciplinary hearings and committees together as a means to an end. In other words, they must have their own. Uh, they must take their own decision after evidence has been led, uh, whether someone is guilty or not. We we don't put uh, committees or processes together or discipline people as a means to an end. So we cannot predict the outcome of that hearing. No, absolutely, Celo, but, but what I'm saying is with the evidence that we've got, that we've sent to you guys that's in the public domain, uh, I mean, people can make up their own minds whether that evidence is, is correct or not, and, and it'll be interesting to see what the outcomes of KZN's disciplinary uh, hearings are. So uh, it'll be very interesting to hear. Thank you very much, uh, Brad. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It's much appreciated. Time to take a look at our weekly event guide. And the MP Challenge is on its way. It combines trail running with an adventure-style obstacle course and is an adrenaline-charged experience no matter what your level of capability or fitness is. It's an opportunity to play like a kid and challenge yourself while having fun. The MP Challenge is about facing the obstacles in your life and overcoming those mental, physical, and emotional challenges. The race categories cater for a variety of athletes from elite sports persons competent and beginner runners and families looking for a fun experience. The elite category carries a prize purse of 10,000 Rand for the best of the best. Nice. The next MP Challenge takes place on the 15th and 16th of March at Van Galen Cheese Farm at Hardebeersport Dam. To find out more or to find an MP Challenge near you get to mpchallenge.co.za If you'd like to get your event or race featured on Run Talk SA, all you need to do is get over to runtalksa.co.za co.za forward slash races.
Well, I mentioned at the start of the show that uh, Comrades coach Lindsay Parry will be joining us on the podcast this week. And I've got Lindsay with me. And uh, what I wanted to tell you about is Lindsay's getting tons of questions in uh, on his Facebook page. If you go to Facebook.com uh, and just look up Comrades coach uh, you'll find Lindsay's page, and uh, he's just literally answering question after question after question, not just for comrades, but there's lots of general running questions too. So Lindsay and I have decided that we're going to launch another podcast where we'll answer your questions. We'll answer one listener question every single day on that podcast. It'll run from Monday through Friday, and we're launching it this coming Monday, okay? Uh, if you, uh, It won't be up there yet, but uh, it'll be Ask Coach Perry Podcast. That's the name of the podcast, and we'll be be answering a whole bunch of questions really looking forward to it you can get your questions in if you'd like uh the email address to send it to is my question at askcoachperry.com you can also pop it onto that facebook page of Lindsay, or you can tweet us there's a twitter handle uh it's called ask coach perry so just go to at ask coach perry you can send your question there too and who knows we could be answering your question on that podcast and uh, i thought you know what let's kick things off to get this podcast going to show you the sort of thing that it's going to be doing and we got a question in on Lindsay's facebook page from jean-marie Krobler. and jean-marie wanted to know uh with so many brands and styles of running shoes available how on earth do you know which one is the right one for you? Lindsay, that's a great question, and I'll leave it up to you to answer it. Very importantly, shoes are expensive. So I always tell people, go and spend the 200 or 350 rand that it costs you to make an appointment with a reputable fitness professional in your area, a physiotherapist or biomechanist or or biokineticist, even podiatrists that have a lot of experience in the field of running and make sure that you get a proper diagnosis of your foot mechanics it's too easy for the lay person to watch you run and to diagnose you as a overpronator because pronation is a very natural foot movement and it is our first line of shock absorption so a lot of people get shoved into motion control shoes or stability shoes when they don't really need them. So step one, spend that little bit of extra cash because down the years it's going to save you a lot of money on buying a one and a half thousand rand plus pair of shoes that you need to replace because they're not the right one. The physio bills for getting injured from starting out in the wrong pair of shoes. So once you've you've had the consultation and you know that you need a lightweight neutral or high mileage neutral or mild stability or motion control, you can then go in, <clears throat> ask the shop, shop assistant for all their shoes that they carry in that range. So don't limit yourself to the ones that look the prettiest, the shoes that you think look the nicest. Take all of them off the shelf, all the brands, New Balance, Balance Essex, um, Nike, Brooks, Mizuno, whatever they stock in the shop that you had take them all out and then run a good three to four hundred meters in each pair of shoes you will know which ones are right for you because they're the ones that you'll probably notice the least on your feet they will feel the nicest and they will almost allow you to run the most naturally and then the next step in that process of shoes is making sure that you get the shoes that fit properly Um, so the way that we do that is when the shoe is on your foot, 
You don't want too much side-to-side motion. If there's too much side-to-side movement, ask the, sh- the shop if they stock a narrower fit. And by that, I don't mean half size down. I mean, shoes are, in New Balance as an example, are D, E, and 2E. The other shoes use slightly different letters, but that's what we, we're looking for. So then look for a, a narrow fit. Similarly, if the shoe is too snug, look for a shoe that is that is a slightly wider fit. Then you jam your foot right to the front of the shoe. And you want to be able to slip your thumb in. It mustn't be loose. At the back. At the back of the shoe. You stick your thumb between the heel and the back of the shoe. Look, it, you don't want it to just drop in. So you need to wiggle it a little bit. But that's about the amount of space that you want. Similarly, if you push your your foot right to the back of the shoe so that your heel and, and the shoe are nicely in contact, when you push down on the toe, you want half a thumb of space between your big toe and the front of the shoe. And that's it, another episode of Run Talk SA. Look out for that brand new podcast that launches on Monday. It's called Ask Coach Parry. Uh, yeah, looking forward to answering your questions. It is going to be a daily Monday through Friday. Uh, some pretty cool stuff on there, some awesome questions as well, and keep them coming. You can email your question to my question at uh, askcoachparry.com. You can also follow the Twitter handle, Ask Coach Parry. And so, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. This is Run Talk SA. I am Brad Brown. If you listen to this through iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, please do leave us a rating. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you are running any races this weekend, good luck. I know Omdi Dam's taking place this weekend. Uh, a lot of people up in Gauteng, up north, are running that as their first ultra of the year in the build-up to Comrades 2014. Have yourself a safe one. We'll chat next week from myself, Brad Brown. Cheers. Cheers.